and welcome back to Spine Chillers and Serial Killers. I'm Becky. I'm Tash. And I'm Emma. Hello. Why did I actually nearly say I'm Emma? I don't know why. You know when you're like, I'm... Who am I? Yeah, I nearly said Emma. I don't know why. I mean, you can be me, babes, with with pleasure. Take it. (laughs) (laughs) Take me off my hands. (laughs) Just take it. Are you both all right? Yeah, had a good week. Yeah, joyous. Well, I was going to say you liars. <laughs> no, but I will say this. I was going to mention it last week, but I forgot until the end. Last week, did you have your timeline filled up with a story of a policewoman that had sex with six of her co-workers, also all policemen? No. I did not. Everywhere. It was all over my timeline all of last week. What happened? She had sex with six co workers. Right. There was a a police officer in America. uh, I don't know where. I can't remember. uh, And she was fired because it came out that she'd had like on duty romps, as they put it on the in the newspaper. (laughs) Yeah, but did the men get fired too? I think some of the men got fired, not all of them got fired, at least two. But yeah, because it, I think it was more because they sometimes did it on duty rather than off. But all the guys were married and I don't think all of them have been fired, but she has. That's a fucking joke. Absolute joke, yeah. But this girl... That's, that's the age old thing of she's a slag, they're heroes. They're getting high fives. They're all slapping each other on the back saying, oh, you banged her too, did you? (laughs) And she's got fired. Yeah. But this girl is the babiest baby face, most innocent looking like normal girl in the world. I mean, I know that. Listen, you've seen me. I'm innocent. (laughs) I knew knew that was coming. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Gosh. I don't know if it's because I know you. I don't know if, like, you were a complete stranger and I saw you in the... No, yeah, it's because you know me. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? The six officers have been put on administrative leave. It's in North Carolina. Mate, All of them, then. They'll be back. No, they'll be back. She, There she is. She's now... She's now sacked and they'll be back, won't they? Also, she did sleep with six married men, which is not really cool. Right, so I'm going to defend her there, actually. And ironic that I am the person in this room defending somebody, but she wasn't married. She was married. (laughs) She was married. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's her defence, fuck. I think I got the wrong town, uh, actually. I don't think it was in North Carolina. It's somewhere else. Okay, well, this has been a great story. But anyway, <laughs> let's just forget that. It's in America. Tennessee. That's the one. Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, so she's married. Like, nearly all of the guys that she slept with was married. She was like, actually, I'm in an open relationship. It's an open marriage. And then the husband was like, actually, no, it's not. It's not an open marriage. <laughs> what are you talking about? And then, actually, I think she was telling the truth. I think it was an open marriage because they're still together. So either he's super forgiving or it was an open marriage and he was just a little bit embarrassed. You've got to be super forgiving for six I people. I mean, yeah, six people is a bit like... Oh, oh, oh. Talking about Tash, yeah. you remember you said... 
you wanted suggestions on what to put on your Tinder bio. Yeah. So I've had somebody suggest that, that you don't. Oh. That you don't ask the question, pork chops or bacon. I disagree. Hang on. Because if they answer and you don't like the answer, then they get called greedy. And that was from Joey who wanted both and you did call him greedy. Wow. I think you might be holding a bit of a grudge there. I think you're holding a grudge. (laughs) I think it's a great question and I will forever be using it because it shows if someone's got a good personality or not and if they're fun and if they're willing to accept my weirdness. So I will... Well, you asked for advice and now you're refusing it. No, you don't have to take people's advice, do you? No, I suppose you don't. Some people have terrible advice. (laughs) Yeah, some people do. (laughs) But Joey, I'm kind of with you on that one. (laughs) Well, you think I should stop asking that question? In your Tinder bio, yeah. I haven't asked it in my Tinder bio. That's a first date question. He was just suggesting that you don't. Okay, that's fine. So actually, actually, Joey, I will I will take that advice. I won't put it in my bio. There we go. That's only so I can save it as a first date question. Perfect. So you're in agreement. So shall we do Tinder with Tash whilst we're at it? Because uh, I've got an update. Oh, you had a date, didn't you? Wow. Sit down, you boys and girls, and everyone in between. Story time. Tash has stories for you, both funny and obscene. Did she swipe right, swipe left, or find out he had a rash? We're about to find out, because it's Tinder with Tash. Did you leave in last week that I was going on a date? Yes. Did you leave in that he was like a private investigator? No. Okay, so this guy that I had started speaking to was a private investigator. P.I. So I didn't believe him when he told me this because I thought, fucking bullshit, you're just saying that because you think it's banter. So I became my own P.I. and private investigated him. (laughs) That's how it's done. Turn those tables. Yeah, and... uh, I'm not sure it actually said he was a private investigator, but he was some sort of, you know, someone that serves people when they've done something bad. Or, I don't know, when they get like a court summons or... Like a bailiff. Yeah, like a bailiff. I think he's like a bailiff. Nothing to do with being a private investigator. Well, he said that they do do private investigating as well at his company. He could be on cat pay, take, we'll take it away. Oh, I used to love that show. <laughs> I watch it on YouTube sometimes in really shit, <laughs> shit quality. <laughs> but I suppose to be a bailiff, you have to be a bit of a private investigator. So I, yeah. I retract my statement. So I think it all sort of does go hand in hand anyway. Yeah. So I asked him if he private investigated people that he was due to go on dates with. And he said no, which I thought was weird. I feel like if you have the means to do something, why the fuck are you not doing it? No, I wouldn't. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. The world's such a scary place now. Maybe I would. Anyway, he bailed. Oh. Yeah, he messaged me that day. So we've been talking. We had like a FaceTime. We've been talking. And um, he texted me that day, like during the day, and said that he had to go and do a job that was like over an hour and a half away. And he didn't know how long it was going to take, which I thought was weird because... Surely, I, I mean, I don't know what his job entailed, but 
Look, have you seen Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away? Because <laughs> well, to be fair, yeah. they do never know how long it'll take. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're there for hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, pricing up the cars and, oh, wait, you can't prove it's not yours. <laughs> yeah, so maybe... <laughs> There's always someone's dad that arrives really like et up and like, oh, I'm going to beat everyone up. And then he's like, actually, no, I'm going to Yeah, yeah it gets a bit Larry. It does get Larry. Yeah. Uh, well, he actually, funny you say this, when I had um, the FaceTime with him, he had a black eye and um, <laughs> he said he did it in rugby, but I don't believe him. I didn't believe him then and I believe him es- even less so now. Anyway, so he cancelled, said he had a job, didn't know when it was going to uh, end and that we'd have to reschedule, but he didn't reschedule straight away, so... Have you heard from him since? I have, but he's dead to me now because... <laughs> oh, so he's hard. dead to you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I just feel like he should have put in the effort straight away to rearrange another date. Yeah. And he didn't. <sighs> On to the next. Tinder with Tash survives another day. It's <laughs> <laughs> every cloud. Right. Um, I got a bit of the ick when I was doing our editing last week you know when you were talking about that horrendous story yeah yeah that we're not going to mention again but that you said a listener a a listener had written into you with that horrendous story yeah with the cat you said oh a fan a fan and and then i said a fan thanks fan and i was listening back and i was like oh god who do we think we are we don't have fans (laughs) for god's sake we have people that listen listeners they're not fans (laughs) so yeah that gave me the ick let's not call i was like seriously and me, we were just like, oh, yeah, a fan. I think it's because we were trying to keep it anonymous and we panicked and said fan. Oh, yeah. Beginner's mistake. It, yeah, it gave me the ache, though. I was like... <laughs> a listener. Yeah, a listener. The photo that you sent us of that police officer, whoever's having mm. sex with her, that's iffy. Because she looks about 12. Do you know what she looks like? Right, she looks like those really weird... Asian sex dolls that you can get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, if she turned up to help me, if I needed, like, if I had an issue and I needed the police and she turned up, I'd be like, all right, where's your mum? <laughs> I sent you um, a second one of some of the men that she'd been honk honking with. Oh, baby, no. She's even got spots like a teenager. No, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> Her eyes, though, do you not think they're like goat eyes? You know what I mean? They're kind of just like, if you look at them, their eyes, the guy's eyes, you can see they're just like normal eyes, whereas hers are really weird. They're like goat eyes, did you say? Yeah, like you're not really seeing. <laughs> but at least the guys, when you look at them, they kind of look human. She looks like an android. Exactly. That's why I said she looked like those weird sex dolls because she she doesn't look real. Yeah. No, I think what it is, is... When you think of a girl that is sleeping with the six guys from her department, you just don't picture that little face. I think the way she's holding her chicken is really weird as well. She's like, this is how I hold my dicks. (laughs) (laughs) I like my dicks the way I like my chicken. In my mouth. In my mouth. (laughs) Crispy and in my mouth. (laughs) So, Becky, do you remember that episode where we were talking about koalas and chlamydia? 
Yeah. yeah. My favourite episode, if I do say myself. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. And that your grandma, when she was in Australia, got attacked by some kind of bug that fell on her and she was terrified. She didn't know what it was. Yeah, but I wasn't sure what was fact and fiction with what I was telling you. But I knew that there was definitely something like that, that some sort of caterpillar centipede thing. Yes. So a listener has uh, messaged me and he said they sound like chungalunglas. Fuck off. Chungalunglas. Yeah, chungalunglas. Have you a photo of this thing? I, I, I can get one. And a fun fact about chungalunglas is that they curl up when they're afraid and they shit themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's like, don't attack me, I'm covered in shit. Maybe well, it's poos Google toxic. didn't understand the way that I spelt that because it was like, do you mean chingling? <laughs> I spelt it correctly and it's just like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So I feel like our listeners having us on. Yeah, do you think he's just made that up? What, Chungalunga? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly, Google's not coming up with anything. Who sent it? (sighs) Uh, A a listener called John. Do you think that was a practical joke and that's not actually what happens? I think John's a fake name as well. Who is this imposter? (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, a fake name. Oh, John. What's his last name? Smith. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well there you go there could be chungalungas hold on or... centipede <laughs> that shits itself when scared that poos <laughs> that defecates when scared oh that didn't help okay i think maybe john might be having us on then well listen i hope this gives john a laugh <sighs> i just looked on google <laughs> images and it's not nice <laughs> uh, right our song from last week was Adele, Someone Like You. And I had... Never mind, I'll find someone like you. That's how it goes. I can't remember the words now. I wish nothing but the best Ooh. for you too. That was the song. <laughs> <laughs> I got two right answers. I got Ruth and Stacy. I also got a correct answer from Aaron. Congratulations. Bravo. Becky. Yes. Smells. She does. (laughs) She does. (laughs) Fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I do that to people all the time. The kids come in, they're like, Papa. And I was like, smells. I've got into like saying not again, you know, like <laughs> we always just do that in the in the nineties. Like I'll say to the kids, Oh yeah, uh, you yeah, you can have you can have you can do this and I'll be like, not <laughs> and then laugh to myself like an idiot. Mate, so, I literally do the same things to the girls. And then we wonder where they get these weird little quirks from. They get it from us. Caitlin's got um I got a new phone this week, so Caitlin's got my old phone, so she's now got a little, a very, very small, you know, forfeit, so she can text me if anything goes wrong at school or whatever, or a teacher's not there and she needs picked up. Yeah. So when she's at home, she has WhatsApp on the on the Wi-Fi and stuff. So she was doing her homework at the table, and I kind of <laughs> hid behind the sofa, and I sent her a text, and I was like, I can see you. <laughs> 
And then she was like looking around and then Simon was like, you're so stupid. And now because I've sort of like set that off, she goes onto WhatsApp and sends me little voice messages going, Mommy, I can see you. <laughs> I was like, you're so, you're so my daughter. I can't wait for Esme to have a phone to do stuff like that to her. <laughs> I did uh, something similar to somebody I haven't talked to for ages. Our friend Sean, I don't know if he listens, but... Mm. Yo, Sean. Hi, Sean. I matched with Sean on Tinder. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, so I have. Oh. How adorbs. Well, no, they've obviously you gone. They've, not. They've obviously <laughs> swiped right on each other for you know friendship bants. That's shits yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Shits and giggles. Then the yeah. awkwardness of sitting with each other with, with each other at a wedding the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, I hadn't got his phone number and uh, one of my friends gave it to me very recently and he's not got my phone number. So I thought I'm going to message him something really creepy <laughs> and see if he knows it's me. But of course, now with iPhones, you've got you've got profile pics and stuff, haven't you? On your, you know, you show up. So he knew it was me straight away. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought you were being a creep. <laughs> No, no, but uh, I asked him if he still screamed like a girl. <laughs> that was that was a message. Do you still scream like a girl? Because one time when I was living in a flat and uh, I'd gone to bed and Sean was up with my flatmate and some of the friends watching a film, he screamed like a girl. <laughs> So much so that I actually came out and told the girl off. I was like, I'm trying to sleep. I've got work in the morning. And she's like, uh, yeah, that was Sean. It was macho Sean here. <laughs> but anyway, that's where, that's where that question came from. He knew it was me and he said he does, in fact, still scream like a girl. And so that's good to know. But the funny part is I got the number wrong to begin with. So I actually, t- <laughs> I've actually texted it to some random person that I don't know, but they never responded. They're just probably rocking in a corner. No, I hate that people then don't respond to shit like that. How are you not responding to somebody messaging you something like no, that? What an opportunity! It was probably some poor. People don't take the opportunity. French old lady, you know, with minimum English, thinking, "Oh shit, someone's going to come and." Oh, does Sean have a? Oh, he lives in Paris, doesn't he? I forget that. It's Sean in Paris, yeah. Yeah, I thought he lived in um, England. That That's my bad. So yeah, that was my little fun story. I scared the shit out of somebody without even meaning to. What was if it was someone on a, like, witness protection and they're, like, on the run or something and then they get a, that message saying, do you still scream like a girl? Well, that's horrible. Yeah, well, you've done that to someone, Emma. Well done. Thanks, Bex. I'm going to message him now and ask him <laughs> if he screams like a girl too. <laughs> Right, Becky, take us forward with a story. Oh, is it me to start? It is. Well, I don't want to. Oh, so well, there. I can start. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll start. It's fine. Go on then. It better not be any of this Amelia Dyer shit, because that was hardcore. Don't want any of that. No, I thought I'd do something different. Set some men. That means this week. This week. French with Becky. Yeah. I thought I'd do something a little bit different this week and also i didn't have a lot of time so 
So this week, Becky's going to talk to you about how she does her hair. You know, about our Lord and Saviour. So my story this week is on Google Earth Crimes. Google Earth Crimes? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be so good, Emma. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No pressure. How's that? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I just wanted to do something a little bit different. So I have a couple of mini stories about crimes that have been spotted or uh, solved because of Google Earth. There's loads on there, but there's not a lot of backstory to a lot of them. It's just, oh, well, this was found. Well, this looks weird. I've chosen the ones that have a little bit more backstory uh, available on the Tinternet. So. You can't say the uh, Tinternet. It's Tinternet. That's such an old person way to say it as well. Yeah, no, that, no it's, my dad says it that way. He's, he calls it the Tinternet. Well, you need to tell him that's not how you Yorkshire. It's Tinternet. <laughs> that's why the T's there, because it's the the. It's, yeah, okay. Tinternet. So, unless you have been living under a rock, you know what Google Earth is, or at least have some idea. Google Earth is a computer program that renders a 3D representation of Earth primarily on a satellite imagery. It superimposes satellite images onto a 3D globe map, and that's where we get Google Maps. So, the core technology behind Google Earth was originally developed in strict graphics in the late 1990s and at the time the company was developing 3d gaming software libraries and as a demo for their 3d software they created a spinning globe that could be zoomed into so that's where it came from so it goes back to the 90s that company in strict wanted to keep focused on gaming so they created a new part of their company called keyhole to develop the mapping data part the products they created was a very early Google Earth called Keyhole Earth Viewer. Not got quite the ring that we'd expect, has it? <laughs> but also, do you no. remember that show, Through the Keyhole? Yeah. Who lives, Who lives in a, in a home, home like, like this? this? <laughs> I used to love that show. With Lloyd Grossman, wasn't it? Oh, it was! That was <laughs> it. I was trying to think of his name, Grossman. Oh, bless him. Well, that's brought back memories. I could completely forgotten about that and then when you said about it ah uh, reminisce reminisce it was sold for people that worked in real estate urban planning defense and intelligence and users paid for a yearly fee for the service so you used to have to pay for it what mind blown who's paying for that well intelligence and the real people she people. just said tash pay attention yeah, but still come on it's really handy for intelligence and stuff to be able to have Google Earth. All right, fine. It's really, it's really handy. <laughs> you mean Keyhole Earth Viewer? It's not Google Earth yet. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, I did. I wasn't properly listening to Science with Becky. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly finished. So, despite making a, co- a number of capital deals, the salt small company was struggling to pay and retain its employees. So they murdered them all. No, they didn't. Oh. That would have been a good story for me, but they didn't. Okay. Yes, yeah, so they, they couldn't pay them, so they just gradually murdered and murdered their staff. Yeah. <laughs> so we do get to a little bit of murder, but through war. So fortunes for the company changed in early 2003 
during the invasion of Iraq. When you're invading places, you need a good map. I would, yeah, I would imagine it was very handy. Yeah. So during the invasion, the the software was used extensively by Miles O'Brien and other on-air broadcasters. Then CNN got involved, and then millions of viewers, you know, were, were seeing images using this uh, this software. Keyhole thing. Yeah. And then after that, Google was like, hey, 25% of our searches are something to do with finding places. Maybe we should have like a maps option. So in October 2004, Google bought Keyhole and that gave us Google Earth, what we all know and love today. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if I love it, but yeah. It's handy. <laughs> well, love or hate. Love or hate. I mean... I mean, I don't hate it. I think my feelings are pretty neutral. <laughs> yeah. No, you must have love or hate. It can't be mutual. That's wrong. It must be one or the other. She's kind of a bit bossy. Don't be bossy. <laughs> Give me an opinion. I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm on the fence. You can't. We need drama. Google Earth drama. I don't mind it. Okay. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser, okay? <laughs> hey, um, so the amount of times that Google has gotten me home... When my um, sat-nav wanted to straight-out murder me by driving me into a river that it thought was a road. Do you remember those tom-toms or whatever they used yeah, to yeah, have yeah. before Google Earth? My, my sat-nav still does it, the one that's built in on my car. I don't know. It just, like, sometimes we're driving and we look at the sat-nav and it's like, no, you're supposed to be in water. And we're like, well, we're not. Yeah, that's, we're definitely not. We're definitely not. So, yeah. Then on more than one occasion, it tried to get me to drive the wrong way down a one-way street, which I did at least once. And then the whole classic taking me on an awkward route 30 minutes longer than what it should have. Yeah, I mean, Google Maps is better. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, but, you know, it gets us there. You know, as time went by, Google Images, you know, and Street View, those came in because it wasn't it wasn't that at first. You just had, like, the aerial view. Yeah. So that's when you can see. Have you ever seen a Google car? Yes. No, I haven't, but I know what they are. Yeah. Or the Google person before they used to take pictures everywhere with that weird little camera. Never seen a Google person. You're missing out. Yeah. They're great people. In 2008, Google added face blurring technology, which uses a computer algorithm to blur people's faces out. So any person captured on Google Street View has a blurry face. They do. It's true they do. Sometimes people wave at the Google streetcar as it drives by, which is something that I would probably do. And that's always fun, isn't it? If you're having a little rummage on Google Earth and you see someone waving. Yeah, waving's fun. Yeah. Sometimes the people that are caught on Google View, um, Street View, end up passing away. Not obviously because they were photographed. The Google Street View isn't necessarily updated every year. So there's, there's images that are on there that have been on there for like nine years that, that houses have been built since and stuff. Yeah. So the people that are caught in the street view could die, but because the image hasn't been updated, they're still available to see on Google Earth. With blurry faces. <laughs> yeah, with blurry faces. There's been numerous instances of people encountering their deceased loved ones on these street view images, complete with their blurry faces. Yeah. When someone tweeted about their grandpa that passed away a few years ago, they didn't get to say bye-bye to him. They actually found him on Google Maps and tweeted about it because as they went down the road and they could see him just sitting there uh, on his property 
So that's really sweet. So they tweeted about that and then loads of people went and had a look at where their relatives that have, have died, uh, like their old houses and stuff. And then loads of people saw that their grandma was in the garden or their car was parked outside. So it was really sweet. It was lovely. It was very lovely. I feel like too lovely for this podcast, <laughs> to be fair. I'm getting to the nasty. Hold on. Get into the nasty. Yeah, get into the nasty. As you can imagine, if satellites are taking pictures... Of everywhere in the world, chances are they've picked up a number of people doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They've picked up some dodgy shit. I've seen like they've picked up like like a field full of people in like cloaks, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, and then uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna I'll go through a, a few things that I've seen. There's lots of people soliciting sex workers. Dirty pervs. Mm. I don't know if I should judge people. I don't know. (laughs) But so, yeah, so from people soliciting sex workers to drug deals, many people have accidentally found images of naughty goings on. There was a case of this 14-year-old lad out on his bike, and the poor guy, bless him, was just riding his bike down the street when all of a sudden, from behind, he was pushed off his bike by two men. And they took his bike, his wallet, and his phone. Obviously, he went to the police, but the police were like, well, we've got other stuff to do. And then also, there was no witnesses. He got a look at, a little look at the people that stole his bike, but, you know, what are the police going to do? They've got other stuff to do. So they couldn't really look into it. And that's when... I don't know if his friend looked this up or whether he he did himself. He uh, went on Google Street View a while afterwards, a few months after, and it happened to show the moment on the Google Street View just before he was approached by the two men. A Google car must have gone by and captured them. And uh, they had like a, a perfect photo of these guys coming up behind him just before they took his bike. So they contacted Google to have the unblurred image and the police were able to find the men because they were known to the police and they were apprehended. Oh, there you go. Yeah, solved a crime. Solved a bike theft. I don't know if he got his bike back. I don't know because the internet only gives you half the story and I really, really tried to find more. But yeah, a little bit of justice for the 14-year-old guy. Bless him. So another crime was spotted by Google Maps. In Switzerland, police had been informed of a cannab oh I've put cannabis cannabis plantation. Not the cannabis. Oh the cannabis. Anything but the cannabis. Not the cannabis. So yeah, the police had been informed of a possible cannabis plantation at this property. But they didn't have enough evidence or probable cause, is it, to get a warrant to search the property. So they thought, ha ha Eureka and thought, hey, we'll look, have, a, have a look at Google Earth to see if this could help. So they had a look at the property, aerial view on Google Maps. Behind the property that they were looking into was a cornfield full of corn. But on the aerial view, you could see a square cut out in the middle of it with plants that were not very corn-like, a little bit more cannabis-like. So that gave the police the evidence they needed to do the search. And then they seized the, oh, I've put Satan's salad, but it's devil's lettuce, isn't it? (laughs) Satan's salad. (laughs) They seized the Satan's salad 
And then, yeah, made their bust, got all their thousands of Swiss dollars worth of weed. So the next one is this, and this is one that you might have heard of. It's a little bit more well-known on the Google Maps, little stories. It's about a guy called William Malt. So William was reported missing from Lantana, Florida on the 7th of November, 1997. Mr. Malt was 40 at the time. He was a mortgage broker and used to travel a lot for work. People described him as a quiet man who didn't socialize much. And the night that he disappeared, he was out at a bar or a nightclub. I saw both in when I was um, searching this. So he didn't socialise much, but he was at a nightclub. Yeah, exceptionally, that night he was at a nightclub. I think it was to do with work, possibly. It's probably one of those people that was like, oh, no, I don't want to go out. And then one minute, the minute you get them out, they're like, woo, dance floor. But um, anyway, he had been out at this bar or nightclub Witnesses says that he didn't appear intoxicated when he left, but he wasn't a frequent drinker, but he did have several drinks at the bar. So he was he was intoxicated. Yeah, he was exactly. just carrying he just it didn't well. Look, he just carried it well, yeah. Several drinks, you're not supposed to drive anyway. Yeah, so he left the bar alone in his vehicle. Mr. Malt called his girlfriend at 9.30, telling her that he'd be home soon, but was never seen or heard from again. Oh, that's sad. A missing persons investigation was launched by the police, but the case went cold. It was just like he disappeared off the face of the earth. Aliens. Maybe. 22 years later, in August 2019, a man called Mr. Hayes was doing some research for his company. As a transport surveyor, he spent much of his time on Google Maps looking for routes for buses. During one of his searches, he looked at an area that he used to live in called Moon Bay Circle, which sounds very alieny, to be fair. It's in Wellington, Florida. It does sound quite alieny. Yeah. And as he was looking, he spotted something strange in the water, something that looked like a car. Oh, no. He phoned his ex-girlfriend to go to the bottom of the garden and look into the pond, and she said that she couldn't see anything, so she went to her neighbour I don't know what his relationships are with his ex-girlfriend, but if my ex-boyfriend rang me up and was like, oh, can you go to the bottom of your garden and look in the pond? I'd be like, fuck off. (laughs) No. Are you trying to murder me? (laughs) I'll just go and look at this body of water for me, please. No. What if he said there was a car floating in it? It, And also Florida alligators. I'm just really nosy, though. I probably would go. (laughs) I'd definitely go. If somebody said, oh, sorry, I know we haven't spoken in years, but could you just go and check there's not like somebody drowning in the lake behind you? I'd be like, yeah, I'll go and have a look. I'd be like, where are you and why can't you go? I'd definitely ask more questions. But anyway, they must be on good terms. So she she couldn't see anything in the water, so she, in the water, so she went to go see her neighbour. Her neighbour had a drone. So using this drone, he drove it up into the air, as drones do. I don't think they drive, do they? They fly, babes. Fine. He flew it into the air. (laughs) All right. I occasionally get words wrong. All right. (laughs) Uh, That's not like us. Yeah. Words are hard. So using his drone, he flew it, hovered it above the area in question. Yeah. And confirmed there was a car in the pond. There you go, see? Mm. And then they went to the police. You wouldn't have found that, Bex, because you'd have been like, no, fuck off. Yeah, I'd be like, no, you're trying to murder me. Bye. 
You'd have had that on your conscience. And then it had been on the news and someone else would have found it. And I'd be like, oh, I could have been part of that. (laughs) Anyway, the lake was built as an artificial retention pond to store runoff waters from heavy rains. A little bit of extra info there for you guys. It was good info. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it makes the story (laughs) clearer. Yeah. Makes that everything comes together with that bit of information. Yeah. Did you hear that, Tash? I heard it, yeah. It was for extra storage of rainwater. <laughs> yeah, because in Florida, it's hot. Yeah. yeah, Is it? It is. Oh, wow. Do you know what? Uh, this story's right in itself tonight, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you'll see the photo that I'm going to, I'll send to you later where you can see the car. It, it looks like a really perfect lake. Obviously, it's man-made. Yeah, it's really square. And you'd be like, hey, Mother Nature doesn't normally work in squares. She doesn't. They contacted the police who pulled the vehicle from the water. And as the car emerged, it became clear that there were skeletal remains in the driver's seat. Oh, God, nobody likes that, skeletal remains. Mm. I bet there was lots of false nick evidence all over that car. (laughs) That would have been washed away. Why are you having a go at me? Why are you having a pop at me? I'm enjoying the story. Okay. And there were thick calcium deposits all over the vehicle. Say thick again. I bet every skeleton would like some thick calcium deposits. Tash, are you getting off on Becky saying thick? Thick calcium deposit. I just thought I'd uh, switch up a bit, you know. (laughs) What even is that, though? Thick calcium deposit. Girthy, girthy calcium deposit. Oh, no. What even is it, though? What is a thick calcium deposit? I think it's like a bit like lime scale. That's what I'm kind oh, of thinking God, it yeah. is. Uh-huh. So, yeah, thick, like a powdery stuff all over the vehicle. It's hot, Tash, isn't it? Hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lime scale. <laughs> Swoon. So the car was a white 1994 Saturn Saloon. Also, good bit of information there. Yep. It's important information. We need to know what type of car it is. Yeah. That has the skeleton in it. Yes. Skeleton. I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> She's just choosing not to react. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, did they put it in a sarcophagus? Oh, God. No, they didn't because it's not Asia. It's not Egypt. Did you, try, did you forget how to say ancient? <laughs> H, I can't, I can't say it, I can't say it. Right, like well, ancient. don't come at me for no, force, Nick, then, okay? I'll come at you whenever I'm one. <laughs> <laughs> come on my face. Oh, God. <laughs> really? In front of our listeners front- and not fans. Oh, don't say that. Tash says that in almost every episode. What? Listeners? Come in my face. <laughs> I don't. I said it once. You do. Every episode. Fuck off. Every other one. It's really it's really good for your skin. I'm going to get to the end of this story now, please. Come on then, because uh, I've got stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> okay, bossy. <laughs> Mrs. I have a life. So experts with the medical examiner's office examined the bones and on the 10th of September, they identified the remains as William Malt. Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office told the BBC that Mr. Malt is presumed to have lost 
control of his vehicle and drove into the pond. During the initial investigation into his disappearance, there was no evidence that his car ever going into the lake at the time. And until recently, when a shift in the water happened in the lake, that's what made the car visible. So what shifted? I don't know if they drained that lake or something. Well, just water levels go up and down, don't they? Because water yeah. evaporates when it's hot and Florida's, Florida's hot. And alligators could drink it. Alligators. Why? Alligators. <laughs> just because alligators. Because alligators. <laughs> they can't determine for sure what happened those many years ago. What they said was, all we know is that he went missing off the face of the earth and now he's been discovered. Oh, well. Yeah. And apparently the vehicle had been visible on Google Earth since 2007, but no one had noticed it until 2019. Gosh, that's a hot minute. Many people questioned how a car remained submerged in a lake for 20 years without any of the residents noticing because there's houses right next to it. But when you look at the lake, it's brown green color. And if you, even if you stand close to it, it's not clear enough to see through. That will explain why no one saw it then. Yeah. The lake quite simply had hidden its secret for two decades. Two decades? Two decades. Yeah, that's 20 years, 22 years. <laughs> Science with Becky. <laughs> Although the family will never know what happened to him, they now have the closure and then. They can also bury him now as well. Which is lovely. That's something, yeah. Yeah, so at least they have closure now. Uh, he remains one of the many bodies that have been found on Google Maps. So there was another case of, I can't remember what country it was in, but it was like a decking, you know, as you go onto a lake, and it looked like there was a blood trace going oh. all the way down the decking to the end, and you could see uh, there's something like in a bag and and two people stood there. It looks like there's been a body pulled across. Jesus, that's not nice. No, and I looked into that, but it was kind of a nothing story. They could never prove that that it was a body. So they're saying that the colour could just be the wood when it was wet from like a dog running on it, and it was just someone in their fishing gear, or it could have been a body. They don't really know. So there was that one. There was a picture of two men lying in freshly dug graves. That's horrible. Just like lying there. So I don't know if that's something to do with the cartel or whether it was super, whether it was Photoshop or whether it was just like a joke because they knew that Google Earth were taking pictures that day. And there were quite a few more. There was, oh, I thought I, maybe I could put a few on TikTok as well, some little ones, because a lot of it was just like, hey, this body was found and this body was found and there was no backstory really to it. So yeah, that's some of the crimes on Google. Have you seen on TikTok that there's like there's a group of divers that actually go around doing this? So they look on Google Earth and they see like, oh, that looks like a car, but the these cars can't be retrieved and they go and retrieve the cars. Have you seen them? Yeah. They've got a YouTube channel, haven't they, as well? No, no, I think that it's nice because it gives the family closure. I mean sometimes they didn't even look on Google Earth. They just had to look at some bodies of water, like near yeah, roads yeah, but- and where they went missing and they kind of work out where they could have gone off the road. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm yeah. getting the story all that's wrong. my massive, massive, irrational, yet I think still rational fear 
is driving into water. Oh, me too, man. I've got the same one. Fuck that. No, thank you. Driving over bridges, I literally have a panic attack. I hate bridges. Thank you for that. And thank you, Google Earth. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go back to my normal murder stuff next week. I just uh, thought I'd do something a little bit different and I didn't have a lot of time. No, but Google Earth has picked up on some creepy, creepy shit. Yeah, there's lots of it, but it's better. A lot of it is better to show the picture. So I'll I'll do something on TikTok and we can post it to our other social media because it needs to, you need to see the picture like the one that you mentioned with the like the like some sort of cult that was caught on Google Earth. Oh yeah, terrifying. Um, you need man. To, it's the Google it's it's the the picture that makes it you know it's Scary. hard to it's hard to relay on a podcast. Yeah, I definitely want a picture of that lake that that square lake. Whew. God, <laughs> gonna. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> right, I'm going to send you the square away. <laughs> the fact that it's perfectly square makes me think that it isn't man-made, though, because I don't think they'd make a man-made lake perfectly square. I wouldn't say it was perfectly square. <laughs> She's going back on her word now. Huh? Yeah, backpedalling now. I was like, there's no way. I've been chatting to John for a few a few weeks now, and I just can't see him having me on about these centipedes that shit themselves. <sighs> so I've actually found, John, you didn't type it out properly. They're not chungalungas. <laughs> They're shongalolos. Shongalolos. <laughs> I mean, babe, still doesn't sound any truer. And how's that spell? S-H-O-N-G-O. S. Oh, do you go too fast? H yeah, O N G O L O L O. Oh yeah, John Galola. Oh yes, fuck you. Yes, they are little armored things. Why fuck me? I'm giving you the right answer. And I'm kind of like saying to to the side of me that was like, doubt yourself, Becky. Doubt yourself. Doubt your brain. But hey, there they are. And also, you know, let's not doubt John anymore because he knew. <laughs> Sorry for calling you fake, John. You're not, you're a real person. Yeah. And thank you. And Shongalolos. Yeah. There you go. Hold on, hold on though. They're in South Africa. It's the same thing. Is it? <laughs> I mean, not this, <laughs> the animal. The animal's the same thing. It's got to be. I thought you were saying South Africa's the same as Australia. Shongalolo in Australia. They have them there too. See, same thing. Mm, I don't think. I don't think they do. But okay. Can we just say they do and move on? Yeah, yeah. Before we go to Skinwalker Ranch, shall we just stick a trailer here? Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Lainey Hobbs, host of True Crime Cases with Lainey. It's an immersive narrative podcast that shares a new case each episode. The crimes covered in my show range from the seemingly innocent granny who poisons her victims to the serial killer who conned the state of Wisconsin. As always, I engage with empathy when recounting these cases. Download and subscribe to True Crime Cases with Lainey on your favorite podcatcher or head to truecrimecasespodcast.com. You won't want to miss an episode. Okay, are you guys ready for Skinwalker Ranch Part 4, the finale? 
I was born ready. But I have got one quick question. Do it. Not Skinwalker related, but it's something that crosses my mind on a regular basis. Yep. You know when you look at someone and you think, they've got a big forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow, yeah. A five head. Is this this the policewoman that we were looking at earlier? (laughs) Yeah, this is what's made me think of this. But I often think about it. Why do we never look at a bald man and think, he's got a big forehead? When technically... His entire head is forehead. Mate, it's the great mysteries of life. I don't know. <laughs> it's a valid question, isn't it? Yeah. It's a valid point. Write in with your answers. Chillers.killers.pod <laughs> at gmail.com. They, they say a man realises he's going bald when it takes longer to wash his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that really what they say? I, I, I believe they, they say do that. Now. Did you just make that up? No, because if you just made that up, you need to take credit because that's very clever. I may have. um, No, I think I must have heard someone else say that. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's because you don't notice a forehead if there's no hair, but you only notice a forehead with the hairline. Uh, I think that's plausible, yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, when they're bald, you can just guess where their forehead would have been. Exactly. You can make it as big or as low as you want. You can just put it just above the eyebrows. Yeah, exactly. It's completely objective. You can see that person exactly how you want to imagine their forehead being, if that made sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But if they've got a hairline, you can't use your imagination. So there you are. You need to go out with someone bald, and then they can have the hairline of your dreams. (laughs) It's well, it's more the forehead of her dreams. Oh yeah, the forehead. Imagine the spamming possibilities. I forgot spamming. Oh, I used to love spamming. We used to spam oh. so much, didn't we, at your pub? Oh. All right, Skinwalker Ranch Part Four. Ranch of the Skinwalker. Have you guys ever seen a UFO? I've seen an FO and an O, but not a UFO. So you've seen a fly, a flying object and also an object. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is such a dickhead. <laughs> Does it count? No. So you've seen a plane? Yeah, that's an FO. And a bird. <laughs> if I have, I didn't identify it as a UFO. So it was an unidentified, unidentified Fine object. I've seen one. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> You've seen one? I've seen one, yeah. Well, it's an FO now because you realised it was an unidentified <laughs> flying object, so it automatically becomes Stop identified. It. I can't as a deal with object. you two tonight. I've had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop interrupting. Go on. When when did this happen? What about a WFO? Weird flying what object. What the fuck are you on about? What, a WTF-FO? <laughs> uh, yeah, go on, tell me the story. What the tell fuck, me, flying me. object? That's exactly what I saw. I was driving home and there was this huge... Dick. <laughs> no, Tasha. Girthy. Oh, can we stop saying girthy? Oh. Girthy, veiny dick. (laughs) Right. 
I was driving home from work late at night. I'm pretty sure I've told this story before. And I could see a huge... <gasps> it looked like a planet. Oh. <laughs> Why are we sad? What, the moon? Yeah, it looked... Was it the moon? <laughs> it looked... Right. It looked like the moon, but as if the moon was sat in a field. Oh, it was having to sit down. So I was like, am I just seeing a really low moon and it's um low hanging moon and a blood moon because it was bright red but i was like i've never seen anything like that in my life this thing was fucking ginormous and honestly it looked like it was just sat in the field turn the corner because logically if it was the moon you know i'd still be able to see it turn the corner it's fucking gone it can only be a flying saucer oh it wasn't flying it was just no it wasn't flying but anyway, the next day I told my boss about it and uh, he was like, oh, that's weird. And then he went and saw the exact same fucking thing. And it was round, like like a planet. Like a planet. And he said he was driving home late at night and he saw the exact same thing. And I've never seen it again. In the same place? Uh, no, not in the same place, no. Oh. That's almost worse that it wasn't in the same place. It's like, uh, yeah, it was having a little tour of the area. That's weird. Yeah, it's like sightseeing. And also, you know, last week when I said that my brain had like broken for a minute because the TV and somebody I was talking to said the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Since then, I've had nothing but fucking glitches. Like, I was listening to a podcast in the car and the podcast said red flag and I drove past a red flag just as they said it. Oh. And what are the odds of just having a random red flag by the side of the road? Well, there's not many. Isn't it something to do with the land? No, it was like on a cone. I don't, I don't, I literally don't know why it was there. Oh, so weird. Earlier, Ben came downstairs. I, I saw him go downstairs and then he came out of the kids' room and went downstairs. Oh, so he went downstairs like, almost like a, yeah, like a glitch. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I don't like that. Did, did you say anything to him? I didn't say anything to him because he, I just know he'd be like, oh, you, I didn't go down the first time or... He he's not going to realise that he's just glitched, is he? Does he? Is he? No. Will he? Well, no, I don't think so. I don't know. Wonka. Is that him glitching or you glitching though? But I saw him glitch, obviously. Oh my god, that's that's horrible. It is not pleasant. That terrified me, in fact, because he definitely. I saw him come out the girls' room and go downstairs, and I heard the stairs, and I know he's downstairs, and then he came out the girls' room again and went downstairs. Makes me feel sick. I don't like it. Stop talking about it. It's making me really funny. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about some aliens and cattle mutilation to feel better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So last week, what had happened? This calf had got dismembered. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, All of its stuff stuck out of its bum. No, this is the little calf that had had all its legs ripped off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was Was there no more cows getting stuff sucked out of their bums? He'd had a few over the months, but when we left off, it was that little calf that literally he'd turned his back for like 20 minutes and the calf had been dismembered and he couldn't understand it. He couldn't understand what would have the strength to do that. In that fast and that quietly. That quietly. And there was no blood. Again, once again, no blood anywhere. So it was completely clean. So he's called up the NIDS team and he's like, you guys need to get down here because something fucking weird's just happened and I can't explain it. So they get down and start looking at this poor little dismembered calf. 
So a member of the team pulls Tom aside to get all the information about exactly what had happened. And Tom explained that he'd just tagged it, so, you know, putting the little thing in its ear. Yeah. Yep. And moved further away to continue working when his dog started barking and ran off. And that's when he knew something was amiss and he found the calf. Its mother was in a state of shock and all the other cattle were acting nervously. The dog had also shot off and it never returned. God. I know. So I don't know what happened to the dog either. It was like, fuck this, I'm out, which is... Plausible. Understandable. Understandable. Or, yeah, it got incinerated like the others. So they walked past his other three farm dogs who refused to leave their kennels. And he said, they've been like that all day. They haven't come out for any food or water. So even his like farm dogs are picking up on some scary shit going on out there. We're staying in here. Yeah. I think you should always listen to the animals. They always know. Oh, absolutely. The evening comes and the dogs finally come out and they all pile into the observation trailer with Tom and the NIDS team. And out of nowhere, they all start howling and frantically barking. Now, Tom knew that this meant trouble, so he jumps into his truck with a few of the team members and they drove off scanning the ranch with a spotlight. Can you kind of picture it? You know, those massive spotlights they have on the back of trucks. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got this spotlight and they're, you know, they're just scanning around trying to see what's going on. Eventually, they they see two strange lights and as they get closer, they realise they weren't just lights, but they were eyes. Oh, my God. That is horrific. Eyes of a huge creature that was lying in a tree above them. Oh, fuck that. Tom grabbed his guns and ran towards the beast. He shot it and also another animal he saw on the ground. And they both vanished. He was sure he'd injured them both. And he started to run after them to finish the job because he could hear them kind of running about. Tom's crazy. He wasn't about to let them get any more cows. He heard them running and saw them a few times too. And every time he shot, he was sure he hadn't missed. Even saying that he saw the creatures jump back as the bullet hit them. And yet nobody could find a single sign of them. No blood, no beast, nothing. I shot them point blank, said Tom. They must be around here somewhere. Eventually, they found a single track and it looked really odd. It was oval shaped and it had one singular big claw at the end. It almost looked like a bird or like a raptor or, you know, that kind of... Yeah. Like a talon. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but it was just the one single track. And then further away, they found another, but nothing that looked like normal movement. It was just like one single track and then metres away, there was just one more. Almost as if it has one giant pogo stick foot. Yeah. But, yeah, not like running, normal running or walking tracks. So they eventually gave up trying to find the animals and returned to the trailer. The team had finally seen one of the rancher's bizarre beasts but had sadly yet to get any tangible proof. Again, they keep seeing stuff, but they're not getting that proof. Yeah. Yeah. After the calf mutilation and the apparition of these weird creatures, things at the ranch seemed calm. Nothing happened for a month or so, but Tom had this uneasy feeling. He just had a nagging sensation that they were always being watched and that something awful was about to happen. And on the 2nd of April, something did. Another calf just vanished and another one of his farm dogs 
No tracks to follow the animals yet again. They'd just vanished into thin air. Tom was feeling so frustrated about the loss of all these animals. The mutilations were one thing. Horrendous, yes, but at least they knew where the animals were. But the cows and dogs just disappearing left him really bewildered. He was an excellent hunter and tracker, had been all his life, and never ever had he seen an animal just cease to exist, let alone several. He called up the NIDS team to let them know that some more animals had gone, and they came over to see if they could find any clues as to what was going on. Ellen was at the ranch this time. It was rare since the move that she returned. She had seen enough to know that she was better off staying away. She had come to look over the bulls Tom was keeping at the ranch. Now, this confuses me because, okay, he needs places for his cattle to graze. I get that. But why on earth would he bring his four prized bulls to a ranch where very bad things happen to animals? It's beyond me. I mean, ridiculous. Ellen even says in the book she doesn't know what she'd do if anything happened to the bulls. They were each purebred, huge, muscular creatures worth thousands of dollars each. I just don't get why were they at the ranch in the first place? Yeah, that's crazy. But they were. And guess what? They too vanished. All of them? Tom and Ellen couldn't believe it as they drove down the drive of the ranch and looked towards the bull's corral, only to see it empty. Ellen instantly starts to cry. And Tom felt sick. Where were the bulls? These four huge animals, where had they gone? Tom ran over to the enclosure and started looking at tracks that led him to a tiny trailer next to the field. Way too small to fit all four animals inside. Plus the doors were bolted locked and hadn't been opened for years. But inside, to his relief, were his four prize bulls all just squashed against each other, staring blankly as if in a trance. He had no idea how to get them out. He didn't understand how they fit in there in the first place, but now they were all well and truly stuck. It did the only thing he could think of, and he banged on the trailer, kind of awakening the bulls from their trance. And of course, they all instantly went into a blind panic, and it didn't take long for one of the sides of the trailer to break and release the bulls. They'd, of course, completely trashed the trailer on the inside in their panic. They rushed out and ran off in absolute state of terror. It took Tom and Ellen several hours to collect them and calm them down. But eventually they were all back safe and sound in the enclosure. The dogs, yet again, were all in their kennels refusing to come out, whimpering and visibly distressed. One of the NIDS team went to look at the trailer and from the inside he noticed that the door was still bolted shut and that there were thick, undisturbed cobwebs covering the latch. They would have broken had the trailer door been used to get the bulls inside. So how did they get in? It's almost as if they were like teleported in there, like zip. I don't know. It's that. I think that's one of the stories of this place that really creeps me out. Yeah, it's horrible. And the fact, I can just imagine the balls like in a weird little trance, like, and then like, oh my God. Mm. So the NITS teams discovered that the corral bars had all become magnetised. So this wore off after a few days, but this was the only piece of real evidence to the whole bull scenario. The day after, Tom and Ellen wanted to go back and check on the cows to make sure nothing was amiss. They drove near the herd and saw them peacefully grazing. 
All seemed okay until one of the cows separated itself from the herd and started heading towards the salt lick. It then stopped dead in its tracks and started going backwards as fast as it could. Ellen pointed out the weird behaviour and they watched as the cow eventually turned around and ran full speed back to the herd. Then, as if it had been followed by something invisible, the whole herd split in half. Something was scaring the cows in the centre of the herd. Tom grabbed his compass as he knew weird happenings often made compasses act bizarrely and indeed his compass pointed straight on the invisible thing. The cows started stampeding, one half to the west and the other to the east, and Tom's compass remained on whatever was scaring the cows the entire time. Then, as if the thing had gone, the compass returned back to normal and the cows settled down. The NIDS investigators were out doing some research a few days later, trying to find evidence of anything because conveniently all they had was weird passing magnetic fields and a few blurry pictures of weird lights. Anytime they tried to capture anything, it either vanished or their equipment malfunctioned, almost like something didn't want to be seen. So the pair of investigators were out in the wooded area trying to find strange imprints in the ground, when one of them suddenly smelt a really musky smell, and he felt like it was coming from right next to him. He filled with fear this overwhelming feeling that something was stood right beside him. Bracing himself, he looked to where the smell was coming from and he saw nothing. Nothing was there. And then the smell started slowly leaving. His colleague too had smelt it and said he felt like they were being watched. But how would they ever stand a chance against whatever it was if it was totally invisible? Much like the cows, they were sitting ducks. Yeah, it's not the one, is it? It's terrifying. It's now April 1997. The team started using dogs to walk around the ranch with them as the dogs seemed to pick up on things a lot better than any of their equipment. So they had multiple dog kennels set up. They also set up watchtowers around the ranch. They started using these towers to watch the kennels as inexplicable things began to happen. The padlocks would vanish, the dogs would be chased out, wires that had been put in place to stop the dogs escaping would also just vanish, never to be seen again. The kennel doors would open and close by themselves. The team that would watch the kennels every night for months trying to catch whoever or whatever was doing this, but never once did they see anything. It was now very clear that something on the ranch had the power to become invisible whenever it wanted. One evening, two of them were doing the rounds of the ranch trying to see something. They had brought two dogs with them to help pick up on anything weird, when suddenly they saw a bright blue ball directly in front of them. But again, as one went to grab his camera, it vanished. The dogs were terrified and glued themselves to the investigator's legs. Mm. They tried to go towards the direction that they had seen the little blue ball of light when one of them exclaimed, there's something in the trees. It's Mm. massive and black, and it's moving north. He then shouted, They've got me, and they say they're watching us. His colleague never saw anything, but he could tell that his friend was extremely shaken up by the experience. The dogs, however, appeared to be watching whatever his colleague was seeing. Have they gone? They're leaving, he replied, and then just repeated Jesus over and over and over. 
He said they'd taken over his mind and told him that they were watching them. No, that is horrific and horrible. Yeah, this is not the one, is it? (laughs) No. The summer of that year proved to be extremely frustrating for the NIDS team. They saw lights in the sky, the little blue balls, and yet whenever they got too close, they vanished. It was like a constant game of tag and they had no chance of winning. The things were always one step ahead. Towards the end of August, Tom noticed the cattle were behaving really nervously and had eventually stampeded through the fence into the neighbouring field. He was used to this behaviour by now, but for a herd of cows to break through a barbed wire fence, it takes something truly terrifying. As you can imagine, barbed wire cuts through the cow's skin as they, you know, go through it. Yeah. So he calls Tad, his son, and the two start trying to herd the cows back into their pasture. But the cows were having none of it. They just simply did not want to go back. After a few hours of trying, Tom suggested trying a different route, taking them up and across so they would hopefully miss whatever it was that they were so scared of. And this seemed to work until out of nowhere, a little red ball appeared around Tom's horse's head. The horse panicked, of course. And Tom took a while to calm her down, only to see that another red bull was now also buzzing around his cattle. One of his bulls was literally running in circles as it flew around its head. Tom shouted to Tad, asking if he could see it. Tad definitely could. He was frozen with fear. Another red bull flew at Tom's horse, sending the animal into a wild panic and galloping straight towards the canyon. Tom threw himself off the horse just before it jumped over the edge. So he nearly went cowboy style off a cliff. Yeah, but the horse did go off a cliff. The horse did. Oh, wow. Tom was okay, although somewhat dazed, and the horse was miraculously okay. Oh, I'm so happy. After falling six metres. It started climbing back up to Tom and it took a while for the horse to let Tom back on it, understandably. Yeah, be a bit freaked out. It was then that he noticed what the red balls were trying to do. They were trying to herd the cattle, but not in a nice, helpful way. No, they were trying to herd the cattle towards the creek that involved a five-metre drop. They were too late to do anything except watch as the terrified cows fell over the edge one after the other. The cows that weren't too severely injured began climbing up the other side of the creek and were making their way back to the ranch. Tad was sent to help them get home. Tom looked at the animals that weren't so lucky. A few cows were in a very bad way. Some calves had broken legs from being trampled. Poor babies. Those little red bulls were fucking evil. Well, yeah. Assholes. Ellen arrived with her truck to pick Tom up as he'd been battling with these frightened cows for seven hours now. They saw in the distance Tad making his way to the truck and to their horror, a red ball was floating directly above his head. He was completely unaware until Ellen screamed out to him, which also made the ball vanish. They drove back to the ranch in stunned silence and just before they arrived, right in front of them hovered a little blue ball. It was looking directly at them and they were staring right back until eventually it flew over their house and vanished into the distance. The day had been exhausting. One cow miscarried, a calf died and all the others were completely traumatised. 
They'd never seen the Red Bulls before and they never would again. Thank goodness. And there's no nothing that explains what they could have been. No, they were like tiny miniature golf ball size. Like a small version of what you saw in that field. Yes, but tiny. Oh, God. But tiny. A few days later, investigators were once again on night patrol trying to catch a glimpse at something otherworldly. And tonight they would not be disappointed. It started with a weird yellowish light that appeared a few feet off the ground. It got bigger and bigger. They both saw it. One of them reached for the night vision binoculars to watch it. He saw it grow and grow over a foot wide. And then he saw it. A black faceless creature crawling on its elbows through the light like a tunnel. Yeah, that's a no from me. I hate it. Why is it faceless as well? Oh my God, he said. There's something coming out of it. His colleagues saw nothing but the yellow light. As he watched on, the thing squeezed its way through the light, landed on the ground and walked off. He estimated it to be about 400 pounds, which is about 180 kilos and over six feet tall. Wow. Pretty fucking massive. Yeah. It was black humanoid in shape, but totally faceless. The pair went to where the yellow light was, but it had already started shrinking. By the time they got there, it had gone entirely. The only thing that was left was the stench of whatever had crawled out of it. A sulfury, disgusting smell that made them both gag. Oh dear. So after witnessing a creature literally crawl out of a hole in the sky, one begins to wonder, are all the creatures on the ranch arriving and leaving like this? And that's why no one is able to capture them or at least get a good look at them. There are theories that Bigfoot, also an animal that the Gormans say they've seen on their property multiple times, lives in another dimension and just comes to visit ours and then vanishes again. Hence, eluding capture. Let's face it, there have been thousands, if not millions, of witness accounts of Bigfoot encounters. If they really were living in the world, the chances are, by now, somebody would have caught one, and let's be honest, probably shot one for a trophy, because we're nice like that. Yeah, we're great. Other sightings of weird animals on the ranch happened quite often. Tom and Ellen once drove down to see the horses galloping around in a frenzy, being chased by something. They couldn't see very well because of all the dust being kicked up by the panicked horses. But they could see something like a dog. Tom remembered thinking that the dog was going to get seriously told off for scaring the horses like that. But as it got closer, they saw this creature was no dog. It looked almost like a hyena, but with bright red fur and a big bushy tail. A bit like a fox's, only a lot bigger and bushier. God, that's weird, isn't it? Well, it is a bit odd, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Tom, <laughs> So Tom ran over to the horses and the animal stopped and looked at him. Definitely not a dog. In fact, he'd never seen anything like it. The thing hopped through the bars of the enclosure and started climbing up an incline of the ridge. Tom went after it, trying to see where it had come from. And then, right before his eyes, guess what it did? It disappeared. It disappeared. The horses were all okay. They had scratches on the back of their legs where the creature had been swiping at them, but they had no major injuries. This red-coloured animal would also be seen by ranch employees and another local guy who's seen it a few miles from the ranch. 
In both cases, the description fit perfectly of what Tom and Ellen had seen. There were the wolves, of course, that we talked about in part one, that were around for a while, but then they just never came back. But they also had little bright red birds. Tom said they looked tropical. They stayed for a few weeks and then vanished, never to be seen again. There was also huge spiders that Tom saw around the homestead, again for a few weeks, and then they just weren't there anymore. Other people saw strange creatures around the ranch too. A couple driving past saw a black humanoid creature running at an impressive speed across the fields going towards the ranch. They watched in disbelief until it was out of their sight. This, to me, sounds like that thing that climbed out the sky. Yeah. That, that's, that's the most horrific one so far, I think. Yeah. The humanoid, massive, pointy thing. Faceless. I don't like it. Crawling Faceless. on its elbows as well. I didn't like that Ooh. description. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> So after the summer of 1997, the activity seemed to quieten down. A few security cameras were ripped from their poles and destroyed inexplicably. They had one camera survive, and although on the footage you could see the other cameras stop working all at the same time, it didn't capture what or how such damage had occurred to the equipment which itself is really strange. Yeah. The other cameras were laying on the ground destroyed, and yet on the footage, nothing showed up. Just the lights going out, but not ripping off poles or anything. Tom said that the NIDS team had not done their research properly. They'd all turned up, guns blazing, wanting something to happen. But this phenomenon wanted to be the hunter, not the hunted. And so it was with very little tangible evidence that Nids left the ranch and it was bought by Brandon Fugel. He had the entire property fenced off and security cameras placed everywhere, stopping anyone entering the ranch. So what... Did you know it's history? Yes, that's why he bought it. Ah. So what had the Gormans witnessed over the years in the 90s? Was it mass hallucination? Was it a military testing area that they weren't aware of? Did they simply just make it all up? Seems unlikely. As said previously, the Utes had always said the ranch is a cursed place, which was discount the military as a culprit. Is there a thinner veil in the Uinta Basin, allowing other dimensions to use it as a doorway? The mystery surrounding the ranch remains to this day. And there you go. Is it still open? Is it still a ranch now? Yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, but it's just all sealed up and you can't get in it. Ah. So God knows what's going on over there. So there you go. Sweet dreams after that. Yeah, I'm never sleeping yeah. ever again. Those poor cows. If that's true, that's fucking horrifying that things can just like crawl out of portals in the sky. Yeah, it's and- awful. Yeah, and like murder a lot of cows. There's been a murder. Muda. <laughs> Muda. Right, do you want my horror story? The horror song? Yeah, the horror song. Yes, I do. Okay, this is a toughie, because Tash... Oh, I've already had five right answers from Tash, and I said I wanted at least ten, so come on, people. It was dead easy last week. Another five, please. I've I've got one. I've got one on Oh, email. so I'm on six. I need another four. Okay. Wait. Where am I? What happened? 
Why are you screaming? I'm fine. I know that car went by fast, but it missed me. Why are you still screaming? Oh, I don't like this. I can't move. You can't hear me, can you? Am I? Am I dead? Save me. You can't just leave me. Wake me up. Save me from the nothingness. Save me from the dark. Bring me to life. Bring me to life. There you go. Very well done. I think I know this one. Yeah. Yes. I think I do as well. Okay. Well, you can tell me afterwards. Okay, then I shall. Okay. <laughs> okay. Shall we wrap it up? Because goddamn. Hey guys, we're trying to up our game on TikTok. So if you could like, share, send our TikToks to your friends, talk about TikTok to your friends. Watch our TikToks. Just do anything with our TikToks that you can. Stitch it, duet it, whatever you want. We would very much appreciate that. So our TikTok is SCSK underscore podcast. That is the same for Instagram and Twitter. Yep, you can find us on Facebook, just under Spinechillers and Serial Killers. And that is also our YouTube channel. So you can check us out on YouTube if you don't do TikTok. I am trying to upload the shorter TikToks onto YouTube because there's now a thing called YouTube Shorts. I can't keep up with all this technology, people. But I'm trying my best. But yeah, you can subscribe to our channel and see us and hear all our episodes. They are all there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you want to send us a message or just any stories or have your own ghost stories or just want to reach out and say hi, you can send us an email on chillers.killers.pod at gmail.com. So we'd love to hear from you. Indeedy doody. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, don't hesitate to leave us a rating, review and subscribe. Subscribe, scrub, scrub. Yep. And you do that so you never miss a future episode. Uh-huh. That's why you do that shenanigans. Tash, you want to see us out? Yeah. Stay safe, guys. Don't kill people. And keep it weird. Bye. 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 <laughs> like a dying cat. Oh fuck! I fucked that, didn't I? Shall I do it again? Oh, Becky little ears. <laughs> Becky small ears. <laughs> If we were gangsters in like like old London in like the Peaky yeah. Blinders time, below like, oh, Becky, Becky little ears, <laughs> little ears, Bex, Becky with mm-hmm. the small ears. Hello, hello, hello.